Welcome to the 165th day of the year, number 2021. We're less than a week away from the summer solstice and almost at the halfway point of the year. It's been a few days since the latest edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, so it's probably best we get going with the relaying and ordering of information about what's happening and what's coming up. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. In this installment, a regional group tries once again to get a grant in place to plan for the future of Charlottesville's Union Station. The comment period is over for the Seville Plans Together initiative, and Albemarle County's diversity chief is heading to the University of Virginia's School of Data Science. In today's Substack-fueled shout-out, Code for Charlottesville is seeking volunteers with tech, data, design, and research skills to work on community service projects. Founded in September of 2019, Code for Charlottesville has worked on projects with the Legal Aid Justice Center, the Charlottesville Fire Department, and the Charlottesville Office of Human Rights. Visit the Code for Charlottesville website to learn more, including details on projects that are underway. The public comment period has now closed for the latest round of the Seville Plans Together initiative, two weeks after the initial deadline for people to submit feedback on the future land use map. Staff with Roadside and Harwell will now comb through the responses and will present that information to the Charlottesville Planning Commission on June 29th. On Wednesday, the Housing Advisory Committee will discuss at noon changes being suggested by the Executive Directors of Habitat for Humanity and the Piedmont Housing Alliance. I asked the project manager if she was aware of those comments and changes. Here's a quote from Jennifer Koch. They shared their early general concept and proposal with us, However, the Seville Plans Together team is currently focused on summarizing the feedback we have received over the last six weeks, and we are not yet proposing any future land use map revisions. More on the future land use plan in a future installment of this newsletter. While there are no contested races for Albemarle's legislative body, that's not the case in surrounding counties. In Louisa County, two of the magisterial districts have contested races, and another two have candidates who are running unopposed. In the Green Springs District, incumbent Robert Babiak Jr. faces challenger Rachel Jones in the Patrick Henry District. Incumbent Fitzgerald Barnes faces William Woody Jr., and Dwayne Adams is unopposed in the Mineral District, and Tommy J. Barlow is unopposed in the Mountain Road District. In Greene County, Bill Martin will not seek another term representing the Standardsville District. Abby Heflin and Tina Dean are running to replace him. Marie Durer is unopposed in the Midway District. Let's move on to Nelson County. In the North District, incumbent Tommy Harvey will face Democrat Mary Cunningham. Harvey is an independent. In the Central District, incumbent Ernie Reed will face Republican Pamela Bryce. Reed is a Democrat. Republican Jesse Rutherford faces no opposition in the East District, and we'll hear more from him in a little bit. The top official for diversity and equity in Albemarle County is moving on, but not going far. Siri Russell is the new Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at the School of Data Science at the University of Virginia. Russell has been the Director of Equity and Inclusion for Albemarle since 2018 and helped oversee removal of a Confederate statue in front of the courthouse last summer. She's already a member of President Jim Ryan's Council on UVA Community Partnerships. 
In a press release on the School of Data Science's website, Russell said she is excited about working to put theory into practice. I'm interested in exploring how data science can empower communities, individuals, and policymakers to improve outcomes and maximize societal benefits. Finally, in our quick news roundup, the company that owns Fashion Square Mall has filed for bankruptcy to protect its assets and attempt to stay in business. Many media outlets are reporting that the Washington Prime Group filed for Chapter 11 on Sunday in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court of the Southern District of Texas. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. What are some of the factors that support or inhibit efforts to increase equity in our communities and housing developments? That's the topic of an upcoming panel discussion held by the Central Virginia Regional Housing Partnership this Thursday. Guests include Catherine Howell of the RVA Eviction Lab, Hamilton Lombard of the Weldon Cooper Center, Andrew Monshine at the UVA School of Architecture, and Stacey Pethia, Albemarle's housing manager. The event begins at 12 p.m. on June 17th. Register today. Let's end today's newsletter with a recap of the June 3rd meeting of the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. The group will try again to get a federal grant for a planning study for the future of the Amtrak station on West Main Street. The agency applied last year when the grant program was known as BUILD. Now it's known as RAISE for Rebuilding American Infrastructure with Sustainability and Equity. Jessica Hirsch-Ballering is a transportation planner for the TJPDC. We applied for um, BUILD uh, the last time it was available. We requested $711,000 to create a Charlottesville Regional Multimodal Transportation Station Master Plan uh, to meet the capacity, accessibility, and safety demands of Charlottesville Union Station. The application was not successful, but there's still a need to expand the station in order to prepare for a future with more passenger service throughout the region. A second daily train between Roanoke and Points North is expected in the near future. The station doesn't have the infrastructure or the amenities to adequately serve existing ridership, let alone the increased ridership projected for 2045. It's not just trains, though. The Virginia Breeze bus service between Danville and D.C. is expanding, and Megabus also expects to provide more service. Both services currently stop at Arlington Boulevard at Barracks Road Shopping Center. Hirsch Ballering said the goal of the plan is to come up with a shared community vision for the station site, which is privately owned. The station is currently not compliant with the Americans with Disability Act. The station was missing a lot of important things, uh, such as lighting, um, canopies to protect people from the weather, um, appropriate uh, and useful signage, among a few other things. There's also a lot of pooling of water on the walkways and the platforms. The money being sought for now is for planning, and other funds will have to be found to pay for any upgrades. The TJPDC agreed to a resolution to move forward with the grant application. Charlottesville's representatives on the commission were not present at the meeting. At that meeting, however, new officers were elected. Nelson County Supervisor Jesse Rutherford is the new chair, and the outgoing chair will become the vice chair. That's Greene County Supervisor Dale Herring. Keith Smith of Fluvanna County is the new treasurer. Nelson County will use the services of the TJPDC to apply for a pair of transportation grants. Interim Executive Director Christine Jacobs explains. One of them is for sidewalk infrastructure in downtown Lovingston, and the other one is a potential application for the Gladstone train depot 
uh, relocation of, of the old building. Work also continues to implement a regional tax on cigarettes. At this time, we've had seven counties um, in our broader region endorsing resolutions and expressing interest in participating in the regional cigarette tax administration. After a closed session, the commission opted to extend Jacob's service as interim executive director until the end of the calendar year. A search for a permanent executive director to replace Chip Boyles will begin on July 1st. At a roundtable of happenings in each jurisdiction, Dylan Bishop of Nelson County had more information about that Gladstone project. Um, the Friends of Gladstone Depot is a nonprofit agency that purchased this property from the railway from CSX. Um, they're going to be moving that train station, uh, converting it to a community center and transportation museum for the community there. The Nelson County Board of Supervisors approved a rezoning for the project at its meeting last week. On Wednesday, the Fluvanna Board of Supervisors will have a public hearing on rezoning of land adjacent to the Brimo Power Station from agricultural to industrial to allow for a lined landfill to store coal ash. Here's Supervisor Tony O'Brien. They will retain their coal ash ponds uh, tapped and sealed and covered in Fluvanna, uh, and they are proffering uh, close to $50 million for that. Um, so that's a big bonus for Fluvanna in terms of uh, being able to um, ensure that the water quality in the Fork Union area uh, remains uh, stable and is not affected by any of their efforts. The proffered funding includes $47.1 million for water supply improvements, $2 million for transportation improvements, and half a million for green infrastructure to mitigate the impacts of the landfill. Green Supervisor Dale Herring provided an update on the ongoing efforts of the county to leave the Rapidan Service Authority in order to build a reservoir that that entity had opted not to build. Madison Orange County did vote to allow us to leave the authority, so we should be out of the Rapidan Service Authority in the near future. What that means for us is that we can actually begin to build the reservoir and we've already spent between 11 to $13 million on. The TJPDC will next meet on August 5th and will be in person. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. After taking a brief break in order to work on a different exciting project, which hopefully you'll be able to hear about in the near future, we are approaching the one-year mark for this service. And if you have come to it uh, lately, go back and listen to the old ones and see how far we have come uh, in those 11 months. Uh, really love doing these programs, and I really do hope to keep doing them well into the future. That's where you can help if you do have some way of providing some financial support. One way to do that is to donate through Patreon. That supports general research that I do. But uh, you can also subscribe through Substack. And thank you to the people who did that over this weekend, some new people who have found out about this service and decided to go ahead and pay. They paid through Substack. Um, you can donate $5 a month. You can donate $50 for a year. If you want to kick in something extra to become a founder, that's $200 a year, and it will get you some extra benefits in terms terms of providing those shout outs that you hear from time to time. Uh, the good news is that the company Ting will match uh, that dollar amount, which is really fantastic because it's one more way that uh, I can help uh, 
ensure that I can keep doing this well into the future. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. I'm going to hit stop in a minute, and I'm going to get ready and try to bring you another one for tomorrow. Thanks again for listening, and if you have any questions, drop me a line. In the meantime, pandemic is still here, even though it's definitely not as, uh, even though our lives are sort of getting back to normal. But in the meantime, please stay safe. Thanks for listening.